0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the TAM Venture Capital Podcast. My name is Fernanda Sesto. I was born and raised in Uruguay, but I've been in the United States since 2019. I came to the States to study, and in May, I graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Business and a minor in Computer Science from the University of Rochester. Now I'm continuing my studies doing a Master's in Business Analytics at the Simon Business School. I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship, technology, and building things. I've been involved in the startup community for about four years now, doing different fellowships and internships. I created this podcast because I want to empower potential investors with insights into LATAM's thriving landscape, and also guide Latin American entrepreneurs through the intricacies of US VC dynamics. I interview investors and entrepreneurs to learn more about their career backgrounds, market thoughts, and provide guidance to anyone who's interested in investing in Latin America. This episode is a bit different. Before coming to the US, I worked for a year and a half at a software testing services company called Abstracta. During my time there, I learned a lot about product development and product quality. And a couple of weeks ago, I found myself thinking about how much product quality can affect finding that product market fit, especially during the early stages of a company. So I wanted to dive deeper into this topic. In this episode, I talked to Vanessa Sastre, and Vanessa currently works at, at Abstracta as a QA automator. Previously, she worked at Globant and Aptim. Aptim is an early-stage startup that provides a mobile performance testing platform for developers. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? Hi, Fernanda, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Where Where are you based right now?
1: Montevideo? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm currently at Montevideo. That's my hometown. Nice. Yeah, same. But I'm in Rochester right now. Um.
0: So yes, I'm excited. As we were just talking, it's a different type of episode. This is a little bit outside of what I usually talk, but I've been really curious to learn more about this specific topic that we're going to dive into Uh, as a previous software quality engineer. So yeah, so to start with, can you tell us a bit more about yourself and you know how you got into the tech industry and specifically you know ensuring quality in early stage software products.
1: Yes, uh, well, I am a software quality engineer with three years of experience. Uh, currently I'm working as an automation engineer at Asplanta, a testing company, and I worked for two years for an Uruguayan startup called Aptim. Aptin focused on developing a, a product, a tool for measuring the performance of mobile applications. And there at Aptin, I was the only member of the QA department. Nice. Nice. So
0: what drew you into the world of software quality engineering um, specifically? And then like if you can tell me more a bit more about how you became involved with Aptin.
1: Well, uh, I have always had an interest in computer science since I was uh, very young. And I came across testing while I was working on my final project to become an IT analyst. There, I have a classmate that was already working as a tester. So that's when I discovered the testing world. And I became much more, more interested in testing than in any other other area of software. And in 2021, I was part of a large pro- project uh, with over 80 testers in a big company. And that's when Fabian Baptista, the Aptim CTO, reached out to me about a job opportunity at Aptim. Aptin uh, was a smaller team, only seven members. And then I had meetings with him and Sofia Palamarchuk, the Aptin CEO. When Warder talked to me about the the unique aspects of working at the startups and what they were seeking in a quality engineer, and I really liked the the challenge, so I decided to join them. And they also desired to hire me. Nice.
0: So, um, can you tell me, like, very briefly, like, what Aptim, uh, what like exactly does in the in I I. I'm familiar with it because I worked at Astra. I know Sophia, but the people who are listening probably don't know much. And we mention it so quickly, like very briefly.
1: Okay. Yes, Aptin it is a product for measuring the performance of mobile applications, and it has different solutions. For simple, for example, we have um, a desktop a tool, and we also have like command line interface. And we can run tests uh, manually and also automated. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um,
0: so in the context of like startups, you know, and working with early stage products, how important do you think it is to establish a strong product market fit? So, you know, for entrepreneurs, founders, it's always really like a very challenging aspect of starting a company to look for that you know product market fit and really try to understand what consumers want, um, what are they needs like, um, like and make sure that the product features align with that. Um, and so I think you know quality engineering does play a very important role in that. But what's your take on that based on your experience, um, working with Aptim and trying to like look for that specifically because you were, uh, I mean Aptim is a Kind of like a B two B product, so it's it's not directly look, looking to consumers, but um, working with you know businesses and service providers. Uh, I'm just curious to know more about what your thoughts are on that.
1: Yes, as you were mentioned, it is very important to find a product market fit before uh, scaling the the product and the team. So quality should be involved since day one of the startup inception. That's what is so important to have a dedicated QA role in every startup team. And when we talk about Aptin, we were building a developer tool. So the quality standards there were high. And a key part of finding a product market fit was delivering a high quality product that developers can trust. So yeah, it is very important.
0: And you know, like I'm sure with Aptin, you kind of like had to work very, very fast-paced, you know, like the, you, you guys have a lot of really quick um development cycles. And I feel like, you know, all around the startup world and working with early stage product development it's supposed to be quite fast. And as a former quality engineer myself, I do care a lot about quality and thinking about the, making sure that the product aligns with what the consumers are so like, the customers want. So how do you think People like in startups, like QAs, um, or even the founders themselves, when they're working alone, can balance the need for that speed uh, with the importance of ensuring that they have a high quality product.
1: Well, uh, usually startups implement agile methodologies for having quicker iterations. For example, it's very common the use of uh, a Scrum or Kanban as a methodology, and if that agile methodologies, I'll work as are well implemented, uh, they will give you a speed, the, the necessary speed. Also, it's important to maintain the continuous communication between the, the teams, for example, between the QA team and the dev team, because uh, when you are discussing about an issue or, I don't know, a new feature or everything, it's very important to have that communication to be very fluid, fluidly. Uh, Also, it is important to optimize your time organization. For instance, when you are testing a new feature, you can reuse the most meaningful test cases to add them into the smoke or the regression suite, so you don't waste time uh, working things twice. Another thing is that you can begin uh, automating the smoke suite at least. That will enable you to execute a, a whole suite of test cases within minutes. And so you can obtain like a product status overview very fast. And uh, for maximizing the, the speed, it is desired to implement continuous integration and continuous delivery into the project. Uh, that way that uh, the test can run automatically with every new version of the product or every new release
0: yeah yeah definitely continuous integration continuous delivery so it's so it's so important i remember working with that when i was a qa um engineer and it's very i guess like what you just mentioned about communication uh within the teams you know making sure also like the platforms that you use to maximize you know like slack or like stuff like that and like probably like do some integrations with the, between, you know, the development um, team, the testing team, and like also those type of platforms that allow people to communicate with each other very fastly. Um, And definitely, like when it comes to prioritizing the test cases, I guess like that's a very interesting aspect because you also need to know a lot about your uh, customer base, right, To in order to do that and really know the product as well i feel like to understand which are the critical flows through the, you know like where you're testing and making sure that those yeah. things are covered um all right so what do you think are some common misconceptions startups have about quality
1: especially during the early stage stages of their development okay i think the most popular misconception is that we ensure quality and we don't don't ensure quality. Testing provides information and valuable insights about the project condition that helps the development team uh, and also can help in the decision-making process. So that's like the the most popular misconception people can have. Another thing is uh, believing that QA works separately from the development, and it isn't involved in every step. That is not that way. Uh, we are involved in every step of the process of the development process. So, I mean, since the planification, we participate in every meetings, in in the uh, planification meetings, in refinement meetings, and designment in every step. Another misconception is uh, assuming that having a, a tester will guarantee a bug-free product, that will not happen. Even if you had one tester or you have a hundred, uh, it is not possible that a product are, uh, will be bug-free. So that's uh, one of the, the biggest myths there. And the last one is not realizing that quality is a collective responsibility that involves the entire team sometimes uh, when people talk uh, think about quality they think about a tester and if something went wrong the responsibility is on the tester and it shouldn't be like that weight the quality is something that uh, should be matter to every member of the team and everyone should be involved yeah
0: yeah definitely Uh and i think you know like when we think about the context of startups and, and the quality, I think at the end of the day, like quality would make sure that the consumers are engaged with the platform or the product. And that like, it, like if it's a good product, it's like, you know, the, the, if we, if we understand the requirements and the consumer base properly, that, that could really help the startup to position themselves in the in the market and and you know gain, gain traction like that and i think you know me particularly with this background in like software testing and now like interested in startups i haven't really thought about the intersection of these two worlds till now because it's like doing all this research that we like i did when i was a software tester you did too you do now um of trying to you know understand the 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 requirements you know the user requirements like the, the product, like doing the, all the exploratory testing and using all these techniques at the end of the day, the word, like it's a technical thing to do, it has nothing, but it's not as, well, I guess it is related to business as well. Like it, it is a pretty interdisciplinary like um, job. Like you do work with product managers and like, you know, which usually like talk to the consumers and understand um, the like, you know, what what the problems and the needs are. And then you also work with the developers who are like just focusing on the code and the technical aspect. So I guess the tester does kind of have like that, that, does have to be thinking about the user from like a business perspective and also from a technical aspect. And I think there's a very interesting, you know, like bridge. And, and when we think about, that is like big companies, right? They have very established roles. But like when we think about startups um, where like the roles sometimes fluctuate a lot and maybe there's not like a product manager, I feel like, it, um the tester kind of maybe like takes on that role of like looking out for the user and like making sure that, that you know, at the end the quality is satisfying the user needs. So like, I don't know, understanding the user base, it's, it's also like really, really important, but also understanding that having a tester doesn't mean that the product is going to be bug free, as you said, like it, it doesn't mean that the product will be like completely like what the user needs. Uh, There's still a lot of research that has to be done and like a lot of work from the developer side too. Yeah. So uh, what advice would you give to other software quality engineers working with startups to help them navigate the challenges and opportunities that arise like through the work effectively?
1: Okay. Uh, I believe the best advice is to stay flexible and be open to changes. That is because since a startup moves so fast, Uh, The things will change every time Uh, perhaps the product at first was thinking about creating from this way, but then something happened, there is a change in the market, perhaps you have a new client that has some specific needs, so you will, uh, the product will need to adjust in order to fulfill the client needs, so changes will be there all the time. So you need to be a flexible person so you don't get affected by the changes. So my advice is to be open to them and embrace the changes. Another tip is that you can work closely with the development and the other teams so you can make the most of the chances to learn from different areas since startups generally the the members are perhaps less than 10. Uh, you can work very closely uh, with them and also ask, ask them for the their task or being an interested and being involved in their jobs so i think that you can learn more uh, learn uh, many many things from them. Another tip is uh, You can share your concerns, a question, problem, anything you came across. Uh, Please raise your hand if you have any doubt. Because in that way, perhaps you are preventing a bug. For instance, uh, perhaps we are in a planning meeting and we are discussing about a new functionality. Uh, But uh, when uh, every part or every, every member is talking about this new functionality, the developer, the designer. Perhaps you're thinking, mm, I don't know if this perhaps is going to interfere with something that we already have, or I don't know if the user will understand completely the functionality. So my advice is to raise your hand and talk about it. And As I was saying, perhaps we are preventing a bug. and. That's what testing is about, not only found the bugs, but also prevent them. Mm-hmm. Um, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so it is important to get involved and take an active role. Uh, don't be passive. Being active is very important because the testers are the ones that have like a good understanding of the entire product. Uh, the other members perhaps only see one part of it or one side. The developer, is, if, I don't know, is back-end, doesn't have any idea about the, the front-end or the design or something. The, the tester knows everything. So you have like this power of knowing the product very, very well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Another tip is to create documentation and share it. Sometimes the tester keep track of their tags, but perhaps they are very important to the other members. So if you are sharing your documentation, it can benefit the whole team. And uh, my final advice is the prioritization. (laughs) You cannot test everything. You have to identify what signifies quality for your users. And based on that, prioritize what to test and what not to test, because it is impossible to test uh, every part of the system.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Thank you. Those are great advice. I feel like people who are more technical or interested in quality would appreciate that. Um, So now my next question is like a very, I feel like it's a very particular one, but why do you think, or what is the role, in your opinion, that effective quality engineer can play in building trust between you know the startups, the startup founders, the team, and their investors? Since this is a podcast about venture capital, I think like quality engineering does play a role in my opinion. Um, so I would like to hear more about that uh, from your perspective, having worked, um, for two years at a startup as a QA engineer.
1: Well, investors know that the first version of the product can have bugs and they are okay with that as long as you have a plan to fix them and they are not in your way into validating the idea. So in the case of Aftin, inverting uh, early in in a developer tool uh, comes with a lot of technical risks. So answering the question, is this even possible to build, is very frequent. In our case, it was very important that our early beta was of high quality, and it is a product focused on bringing quality engineering practice to mm-hmm. mobile developers. So, the investors understood this and trusted that we knew how to build quality into the early and to succeed. Perfect.
0: I mean, I think that's like a really interesting take on in the fact that investors can um sometimes be skeptical you know of like is is this like even possible like how, like especially I feel like when investors are non-technical themselves so it's harder for them to understand and so I feel like a tester can speak you know maybe like it sometimes in terms um in more like business or like human <laughs> like less technical terms uh so that they can bridge that all right so finally um my last question is that Could you provide the listeners with some valuable resources of references to learn more about effective quality engineer practices in the startup environment?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, You can learn more by reading the abstracta blog in abstracta.us. There you will find many articles about every topic on testing. Also, you can listen to the Quality Sense podcast from Federico Toledo. There, he interviewed different testing reference. So that's on Spotify. You can listen there. Uh, also, I could recommend the Test Automation University. There you will find so many resources, uh, courses, and also learning paths in case you are still kind of lost in this world. You can go there, and you will find everything you need. And finally, I will recommend Ministry of Testing. Uh, That is a testing community, and also there you can find, uh, of course, information, but also you can uh, reach out to people that have the same interest.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Thank you, Vanessa. It was really nice talking to you, and thank you for uh,
1: joining the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I know it is very different from what I usually do, but I hope you learn a lot and enjoy knowing more about quality and product development. Come back next week for more.